Sure. So we were just talking about our childhood some, and I just thought it was so intertwined with what I'm trying to do with the podcast. Um, and we were talking about um, our brother, Christian, who passed away um, during our childhood and happened in 2002. So I was 13 years old, and which makes you... I was nine. Nine or ten. Yeah. I, I, I'm 93, so I'm mean like eight or nine. Yeah. So, and we were talking about some of the, just the awkwardness around um, what that's like and, and just how unique our experience has been just throughout the years um, when it comes to bringing it up to friends or just in social occasions. Um, Stephanie, you really, you brought up a great point surrounding autism. Um, mm-hmm. And just for the, anyone listening, our brother had, uh, was also a nonverbal, um, uh, excuse me, he, he, he was nonverbal and had autism. He was on the autistic uh, spectrum. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you, what you were saying regarding that? Oh uh, yeah. It comes up from time to time when people, you know, bring up autism, yeah. uh, and you know, when you're having a conversation with someone, you're like, oh, I have some experience with that. Uh, my brother, he was autistic. And, yeah. Uh, and then they're like, well, obviously, if you, they catch on to the past tense, like, right? They're like, wait, was some words, um, like was or had or things like that. And they're like, oh yeah, he passed away when I was young. Right. It's almost like you can anticipate <laughs> going down that road afterwards. Yeah. Like, the, right. like, do I want to say this now? Something, right. Something, right. Do I want to bring this up? Right. Um, but. And it kind of like redirects a conversation sometimes. Yeah. When you like mention that you had a brother who passed away. Right, right. Because, you know, normal good intention type of people, they they almost want to show their remorse and, and kind of support you as if you were still grieving. Yeah. When it's, you know, if it's been 20 years, we've, it's, it's, we, we have grieved, we've shed tears, we've, we've experienced things, of course, but um we're past that point and it's almost like a celebration now it's like we almost want to um remember him in that way mm-hmm. at least for me would you agree or do do you ever think about those in the in that lens i don't know how sometimes i don't really know how to think about it um i think i, I don't know if it was my age yeah. this, this is what i was thinking about saying before we started recording yeah because um, i don't know what was my age but i feel like i did not have the reaction that, that other people expect me to have mm. you know um obviously <laughs> excuse me okay uh, obviously it's, it's like a sad event it's a horrible event losing a family member um but i was more focused on what other people around me Sure, sure. You were a child. How yeah, I was. Of course. Active. Yeah, and you were the youngest child, so you were watching a bunch of adults, teenagers, family members react to what you were intelligent enough to put together that it was a tragic event. But mm-hmm. uh, I could understand that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like I don't remember actually crying. Or any of that. I I feel like that's uh, that because grief is different for everybody. Yeah. Um. 
it's, it's such a weird thing to think about whenever whenever I think about it. Oh, um, I'm gonna pause. I think Josh is here. He just called, and I just, I think he might be here. I'm going to stop recording because I just heard somebody knock. Somebody. So funny enough, as we were talking, um, our older brother, Josh, swung by, um, currently recording from my parents' house. Um, so starting a new recording, uh, and we'll try to jump back into where we were when we were uh, leaving off. Can Can you remember? I don't, I think am I taking a I spoke about how I didn't get, like, like grieving off. Grieving, yes, so yes. I didn't get emotional. Right, right, cry, right. Like, when it happened. Right, right, right. Um, until, like, Maybe a couple of months later, I remember telling my teacher, like, I got sad. And, I and then I was telling to tell her, like, about it. And then she got very uncomfortable and tried to change the subject, like, immediately. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I'm not going to talk about this. Right, right. Interesting. Huh. It was an ESL teacher, I think. Uh, it's kind of, isn't it kind of funny that I got ESL? Huh? <laughs> Uh, I, I think I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't remember that. Was Spanish my first language? I don't remember. Kind of, you know, it was a mixed house. Our parents. I mean, the, this household. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah, absolutely Spanish. Our parents. Spanish was my first language for sure. Yeah, you were born in right. Rico. But I, I remember this a little bit, and I remember Spanish. I remember thinking, how you would do in school because you were speaking Spanish more. Really. I remember that thought. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> because I, I, I thought it was weird that I was getting ESL <laughs> because I felt like English is my strongest language. Right, right. Because you're, I, I don't know about you, but my thoughts are in English. Yeah? yeah. In English. Right. Even though Spanish was my first language. And I, often people are surprised that I speak Spanish and I'm just like, really? interesting. <laughs> For me too, I guess me too. Um, some at work, I, uh, speak, I interact a lot with Spanish speaking clients and, and they often, they kind of look at me as if I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like when they're trying to explain something to me, they're like, do you understand? I'm like, yes, I understand every word you said. Right, right, right. But there are some like blocks, like gaps in my Spanish speaking. Sure. Yeah. But like, it's, uh. It's, uh, I, I understand, you know, I understand what people are saying yeah. when they're talking to me. Right. Especially at work with most of the conversation. Yeah, you fully comprehend. You're fluently in comprehension, but your speaking is probably less than perfect fluently. Yeah. I, I would agree with, uh, for myself. Yeah, although 100% I feel the same. Mm -hmm. But I, if I were to be writing... But, but like with, with like tech, it's different, I guess, because it, like I understand um, good grammar. Mm -hmm. In Spanish? In Spanish. I don't. <laughs> gotcha. I guess it's like intuitive, like intuitively I understand it. Right, but right. But not like I studied it. Got it. Okay. I, I think I'm the same. Anyway, let's, mm -hmm. yeah, this is interesting. I, a lot of, that's another thing. A lot of people don't have a perspective of, right. can't write in Spanish. I, um... 
I learned to, I taught myself how to read them in Spanish in high school. I took a Spanish. Well, then you can write. It, it it's like, am I right? It's like I don't know. It just doesn't come to you. Yeah, it, I got you. I'm okay. not confident in it. Sure, sure. I can probably write something, but right. like I'll have somebody to look it over. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know where any other like accents go. Yeah. Like in Lopez, there's supposed to be an accent, but I never put it. Right, right over there. Oh, my, mom always puts it. My mom used to. Yeah. Um. No, no. When you said that. I take back what I meant about grammar. No, I don't understand any of that. And I don't want to, though. Like, I just accepted that. I don't need that le high of a level of proficiency. But if, I go, if I'm going to move to Barcelona, maybe I will. And I, like, it's not like I can't learn it. It's just... I'm thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't have... I have some desire to improve my Spanish, but not like I need to know everything about this language. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, That's a tangent. Yeah, yeah, a little side <laughs> side discussion. So let's bring it back then. Um, so we were talking about grieving, and you know, it, as you were explaining, and thank you for sharing, it reminded me of how different our perspectives were. And I'm gonna start out of a. I'm gonna start at the conclusion and then come back around to making the point for a reason. I think, I think it'll help me explain it better. Mm -hmm. But the conclusion is that we didn't really grieve as a family or ever address. The trauma. That's why. That's correct. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really think about that <laughs> until you just said it. Yeah. So so think about. I mean, and that's a complex thing. Um, and just want to make a point. I'm not blaming our parents or anyone here. Oh no. Um, because I do remember like seeing a therapist. Yeah. Uh, once, and I was just like, I don't think I ever seen a ther therapist. Right. I don't have any memory. Right. Right. Um, just want to make a point that I'm not blaming anyone. It is just circumstantially, if that's a word, um, we were, at, you know, everyone was just doing their best at mm -hmm. a situation that was, um, out of the ordinary. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not everybody loses a child and a brother, right. a sibling. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And not everybody knows how to address those things or how to right like oh, unless you've been in a similar or you're a pr trained professional right right mm -hmm. um and you know it's so interesting because it wasn't until my 30s that i i started to dig into some of this work through therapy and through just mm -hmm. introspection and just trying to understand myself i i realized i was still holding on to some of this um baggage emotionally from that time period a hundred percent and it's something i'm still working on um proudly proudly because it's taken me a lot to figure it out um and and i'll get back to that some other time i'm losing my point um yeah i'm losing my train of thought here um how we didn't grieve so we so we didn't grieve right right so it, just to paint some context because i do want to share the story more because i think it's important and it, it's my way of celebrating christian's life mm -hmm. because i think i deeply had a sense of like shame or pain to where i didn't want to talk about it and i realized wow nope i gotta change that like 
I need to celebrate Christian's life because that's who I am or who I want to be. And Christian deserves it. Right. So I'm, I've changed my perspective, but it's taken me a lot um, to get there. You have a tattoo. Yeah. You can't compare to him. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I, I forgot about that. I did do that for him. It's my only tattoo and it's on my left arm, um, bicep area. And it's um, his initials, Christian Emmanuel Lopez. But um, just to go back, so time period wise, I was doing a lot for Christian. I was um, kind of in the mornings, I was bathing him. Um, I was, you know, it's going to sound funny. I was wiping his butt. You know, I was getting him ready for school. I was feeding him, I was getting him onto the bus. Um, so before his death, there had been years of that. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to share that perspective because um, nonverbal, right, autistic, he, he was dependent on others to helping him. And our family dynamic was um, pretty proficient at it. You know, we had a system designed to where he would thrive as much as he could. Um, and um, anyway, so yeah, that, that when it happened, it, um, I I don't know if people can un, can relate to the that perspective of our family dynamic at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, very interesting. Um, because uh, are, are you willing to talk about that morning, and I can kind of share my yeah. perspective? Are you Are you willing? Yeah, I remember that morning like vividly. Okay, I, I do too. Interesting. Twenty. I remember closer. waking up that morning. Okay. I think uh, we were in. Okay. Uh, I don't I remember which room I was in. Yeah. Bed, me too. The bed was. 100%. I remember waking up and seeing, like, like specifically, I remember waking up and seeing the lights coming from the blinds and the light, like, oh in the bed. Because I spent some time watching that light, just just spent some time watching the, the morning light. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Waking up and. Waking up and just, I, I was just sitting there for a little while. Mm. And after a bit. Yeah. I was like, okay, time to get up, I guess. And, and then I left my room. Or the room, we, I think we were sharing a room at that time. Um, we left the room, and that's when the whole, like, the, like everything went to shit, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting. Like, I like left the room, and a, parent, a family was in the living room, and no ambulance was there. Okay, okay. Oh, oh what is going on? Okay. You know? And yeah. That's like basically our life changed in that moment. Right. Okay. So it wasn't until you came into the living room till you noticed so- something's off. Yeah. This is an emergency. Yeah. Pan- like, you know, sense of emergency. Mm-hmm. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is, thank you for sharing that because I'd never heard that. And I don't think I ever told anybody that. That's what I'm saying. I haven't told people this either. This is so helpful. So uh, yeah, yeah, I would love to. So, so I woke up to dad shouting. Really? Yeah. So I woke up to sh- dad shouting, and it was the kind of shouting that I knew it was an emergency from the tone of his voice. Swear to God, I knew it. So I wo- I ran out to the pool. And Christian was floating in the pool, but I think he was already dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
we didn't know that at the time. So, so a drowning in the pool. Christian was a big kid, maybe six foot, six two or something. He was a tall kid, tall. Uh, maybe two thirty. He was a heavier kid, right? Let's just yeah. call it two hundred plus, right? So, but if you, and, and I don't know that that this is like the autopsy report, but the what I remember hearing was that he had a seizure in the pool, therefore drowned, therefore. That, uh, that's what I remember okay. too. So. So just to paint a picture, 200 plus pounds, drowned, seizure, he's full of water, heavy. So he's still floating and I have to help dad out of, get Christian out of the pool. Very heavy, all my might. Ugh. But you know how they say, you know, fight or flight, you have to go to that zone. We got him out of the pool and then we started trying to resuscitate. CPR. I don't know how the hell I did CPR, but I did it. It just brought me to this place and it, the reason I want to talk about this is because it has to do with the savage part of the podcast and, um, and it, it may be related to God and, and spirituality and, and something I'll explore further elsewhere, but it was, it was, um, interesting. And I shared that moment with dad. Hmm. But I've never talked to anyone about it. You know, we, as men, I think there was a sense of uh, failure. We didn't bring the teammate home. Hmm. And I held on to that for years. Treated my inner dialogue, disgusting. Some of the things I've done in my life, you know, people think it's, it's you know, whatever. But it has to do with a disgusting sense of inner, inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um But, you know, I'm grateful for it because it, it has led to things that have led me here. Um, yeah, this is an emotionally charged subject. Um, I'm, I'm just going to allow, allow myself to be emotional and, and okay. share. Yeah, yeah. About yourself. Yeah, thank you for allowing me to um, feel safe enough to, to talk about this. And I think it's important as well from, from the from a male's perspective, a father's perspective, I don't know, uh, somebody just trying to be vulnerable and put stuff out there because maybe this conversation is happening. I've never heard it. Um, I haven't been a part of them. So just trying to spread some goodness. Um, going to take a deep breath and just kind of circle back. So as it's happening, the, the resuscitation obviously isn't working. Um, Christian has blue lips. His tongue is out of his mouth. Um, we're doing this. Um, 911, I think I was still doing CPR. Dad called 911. By the time 911 was showing up, mom got home. And I can still remember her shrieks. I'm on my knees still doing CPR. And I see mom fall to her knees as she sees her dead son. I see the pain of a mother. realizing her son's dead and that that changed me that changed me that changed me um <laughs> it it changed me forever um and i'm grateful for all of it because it made me 
it gave me it it gave me a sense. Of, I, I've been able to use it in ways um, that have turned into motivation. I guess is the best way to say it because um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, and 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 I've realized that's that's okay. Um, that's not important, but. I don't know that that moment, that experience has given me a perspective that's enabled me to appreciate things, um, life experience, the beauty of life, the beauty of pain. Um, how old were you when this happened? Uh, 13, 13. Yeah. How old was Christian? 14, 14. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the, um, anyway, so maybe going, going back to that morning, I just want to, um, so ambulance is there, all that, um, panic, chaos, yeah. where we go to the, the, the Cape Coral Hospital, yeah. Do you want to, you want to say the name of it? <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, maybe I'll take it out. Yeah. Um so so we were at the hospital and um while at the hospital and by the way, I wanna apologize because we sheltered you from a lot of this and it wasn't fair. Yeah, I I, I remember like I I was aware of being sheltered. Yeah, yeah. That must have felt I'm sorry you experienced that. All right. Um, I definitely, I feel like a lot of who I am is from people in my life blocking me from certain things. Mm. Okay. Okay. I know I was young. Yeah. But I don't know how, I don't know how that affected me really. It's like I... Like, I can't, like, express into words. Okay. So, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do think that you guys... Yeah, I do remember that. ...answered me from a lot of things I did. Right. But I wish we were just... But I'm oh, no. yeah, that's that would have done so much good. Um, But but I don't... We can talk about it now. Exactly. You know, I, I think everybody was doing their best. I, I'm grateful for everything, and, and, you know, I don't have that kind of, like regret per se um but anyway yeah so i don't know if you remember this i don't even know if you were at the hospital were you yes i was okay um and, and i didn't mean that in any kind of way that's fine um dad had an event huh dad also had an event like what like a like a medical event while at the hospital do you know what exactly or no no but no, no, I don't. No, but no. uh, maybe it was probably a psychological. Probably psychological. He he hit a state of um, panic or shock to where he went hysteria. Like, wasn't good. But he like fell over. So he was in the hospital. So I remember being off for a really long time. So I don't remember that. Yeah. So that happened. So I was bouncing back and forth between dad and then Christian. Christian had a bunch of tubes in his 
uh, they were trying to resuscitate there at the um, thing. And then I think I think he, they realized it wasn't going to happen. Then they bring over a uh, priest, and we did a prayer. And um, I don't know. It, it, that's that's like the summary of of that day for me. You know. Yeah. Um, you remember more than I do. Okay. Because all I remember is that morning that I woke up. Yeah. And then walking out into the living room to my family, and like that makes sense to me. So it probably happened around eight a.m. You probably woke up around. 8.15. I don't know. Right. I, I was probably in bed for like 20-ish minutes. Right, right, right. Like 30-ish. I don't know what that, that took. Right, right. No, no, I'm just trying to think of the timeline of, of that morning. Because that makes sense, what you're saying. Because you woke up. I know it was, I, I remember now. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I just remember the chaos. People were walking around real fast, you know. The ambulance was already there. I got it. Yeah. And, and, and it's like my family's in chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It, like the moment, like the everything changed, is when I left that room. From, right. Everything changed for me right. when I left that room. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And for you, I didn't know how much you were doing to, okay, for, like take care of Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, was, I was youngest, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if a lot of people know that. But. I feel like. That, I mean, of course, that affected you a lot because you were taking like care of him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, getting him on the bus and stuff, like, at the time, it's just life, right? Yeah. Looking back, okay, I get, I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I for me, it's like, oh, my brother is also sick, and we do these things to like get by. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of. I did not have a lot of input in like taking care of them or anything. Yeah. Because obviously I'm the youngest and I was born after you guys already had a system. 100%. And you were nine years old. I'm you know? nine years old. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, so it's just an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. about it because after that, obviously everything's changed. We don't have to, we don't have, Obviously, our brother died, but also, it's like he was somebody that we had to take care of a lot. Yeah. Do you ever think about that? Like he wasn't letting you. We needed to work. The system was built around him in a way, as it should be. I don't mean it like a as mm-hmm. a, as I'm mad or, or, I'm not or emotional. Upset about right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like the difference between before and after how our family worked. It's like it's. You don't realize it until after, you know? I'm so happy you're bringing this up because I don't think I've ever thought about it, but you're, yeah, you're right. I agree. It's interesting. It's just an interesting thought I had. Yeah, and because we didn't address it, we were pretty dysfunctional ever since, if you think about it. I I don't have... Maybe that's, maybe that's a little too heavy. I don't mean to be, but like the dis... It, it led to some dysfunction as a better way. I do think there's some dysfunction. Because of the the lack of um, addressing the elephant in the room, per se. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And also, this is good to keep in mind in 2002. And every, like, society is different than back then than it is now. Great point. Yeah. And 
mental health is a lot taken taken a lot more seriously now. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, even if we did see a therapist, it's not like it was a priority for us to keep seeing a therapist. Sure. Or to like right. talk about these things with somebody. Yeah. I have no memory of seeing a therapist. Yeah. It might have happened. Yeah. I have no idea. I know I went to one appointment and I think it was just one because I was doing the tough guy thing to mom, like I'm all good. Ugh. Right. But remember, yeah. I was taking care of mm-hmm. a kid older than me. I was, you know, I, I felt like I had to be that guy. Yeah. That led into my 20s and 30s, honestly. I'm realizing now it's okay to uh, let loose a little, you know, just accept things. You don't always have to be in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You know, it meant so much to me that we, mm-hmm. that we went and got yogurt the other night and then you drove. And it was just, I felt like I didn't have to yeah. be on guard and, you know, it, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, you know, I put a lot of, I'm very hard on myself be, to this day. I am. Do you get it? It's a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and I am somebody who's always been taken care of. Okay. And I, I get that. Yeah. And so I like the idea of you um, taking a break from time to time, you know? Yeah. To, for me to help you and take care of you, if you get yeah. it, you know. Thank you. That that's literally how I want to be too. Thank you. That's the kind of person I want to be, and I appreciate that. That's how you live. Um, yeah, and maybe that'll help somebody who's listening. Yeah. Maybe nobody will ever listen, and that's what's great about this. It's just nice to catch up, and like the idea that it might like help or inspire somebody. That's that's enough for me to keep doing it. So mm-hmm. anyway. Um, Wow, this has been so nice. Uh, I like, um, uh, I, I don't know what I was going to say, but I, I had an idea and I left my head. Um, so like, I'm trying to reform my thoughts. You want to say something? Yeah, sure. So uh, a side kind of question or thought experiment that I've been going through or exploring um, solo. <clears throat> Maybe somebody out there is also interested in this. Maybe you are, and, and we can explore together. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that our parents' faith, uh, how, the relationship of the, their faith in, in, in God and in their Christianity mm-hmm. and... Um, taking action in areas like therapy or, or maybe some group discussion or maybe addressing some of the traumatic events. Yeah. Um, um, because I, th- I think for a while there, it, I held it against the idea of faith. I was kind of frustrated that if not understood or kind of um, if the control lever wasn't controlled enough, it could block your judgment to where you can potentially impact your your well-being or your children, you know? So that's an interesting yeah. topic. I 
Okay. I, I don't know where you fall on the religious, I guess, spectrum. Yeah. yeah I feel like I'm going to save that for another episode, but I do, I'm happy to share with anybody who will want to explore that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I um, stopped going to church in 2020. Okay. And I don't want to go back. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> okay. But like, you can definitely talk about religion and how that like how that plays into like a family like at least our from our experience yeah yeah because i don't think it's the norm gosh growing up where i grew up now it's like some of my even my kids just their norm is just like ah so pleasant (laughs) like to where they're i have to be careful because their complaints are like like, dude, you can't complain when you're at the West End. We're at the freaking West End. Have you ever stayed at co- at a hotel that you saw a cockroach? But then stayed in the room? Okay, Canon. Like, I don't know. Nah, I'm just kidding. I, but it's just like internal joke. I, I don't know. I find it hilarious and ridiculous simultaneously. Uh Uh, I'm trying to grab onto that thought, you know. Um, yeah, take your time, no worries. What aside, does it um, impact if I continue to talk a little? Yeah, go ahead and talk. Okay. So another thing that I've realized about society is, and I think it has to do with technology and like our addiction to short form and just like the whole dopamine thing is we were so disgusted by the idea of silence as humans, not you and I. I don't know, this is just this another thought thing I have going on, um, something I'm curious about. Maybe there's research or data out there. Um, if anybody listening knows of any, please let me know. But it's the idea that we, oh my God, am I gonna lose it? <laughs> oh, that we, um, we get so uncomfortable with silence, but it's so okay with, especially, when it comes to intellectual like dialogue like this mm-hmm. to like take 30 seconds to a minute to make a good thoughtful like response or or just to digest the deep mm-hmm. content but i feel like it's just so awkward <laughs> i don't know maybe it's not maybe that's an insecurity yeah maybe i think i do think as a society we're very uh, uncomfortable with silence i for one and Oh, I'm somebody who's always had my headphones in, listening to something, like yeah, an audiobook, a YouTube video, uh, music, anything, right? Really, um, yeah. So like, I, uh, I'm, I'm listening or watching something until I go to bed at night. Like, that's how. Gotcha. I, I remember my thought. It's uh, the way that, the the idea that other people have a different experience in us like we grew up in a very religious household and i'm on um i'm on a discord server where i interact with people from around the world and i remember like one of those early conversations i had with these people are about like um how oh i don't like I don't like curse around my parents, you know, and, and Culture, culturally, culturally, yeah. W- would you say? Would you agree? Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. 
I thought that's the point you were making. I've read the, I've read research about the culture. Um, right. Yes, they, and I wasn't trying to. And I don't know if it's I thought that's an interesting or a cultural thing, but I remember them saying, "Oh, she grew up differently than us." I'm like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> Wait, they said that about you? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." We grew up different. Yeah. Different, like different, and and I plan on digging into it. Um, I just want to make sure I. I say it the right way, you know, because it's, you know, it involves people I care about and, and, and things. But anyway, yeah, I, I look forward to digging into our childhood because I think it may help me, um, you, if, um, potentially, if you'd like. I think it's a very interesting topic, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's something I'm looking forward to. This is one of my funnest projects right now. And on, as an entrepreneur, it also allows me to kind of engage differently with those who uh, believe in me and support in me and um, want to share some of the ideas or challenge some of my ideas, um, but really just have that mentality of growth mindset and just trying to be a good person and, and grow as a person, be a good friend, partner, mm-hmm. um, society member, whatever, you know. But also, um, I'm the king... Side ADHD note, I'm the king of run-on sentences. Mm-hmm. So in my head, there's this idea of like a bunch of grammar, um, like teachers who are pissed off at me because mm-hmm. of all my run-on sentences, <laughs> this little game I'm playing. Um, I swear I'm going to sign up for um, stand-up comedy Do you want to, uh, one of these days just to get these stupid ideas out of my head because they occupy so much space. Mm-hmm. No. Anyway, um, where was I going with that stuff? Do you, can you help me? Um, I lost it. Uh, well, sentence said. Well, sentence Teachers, that was a joke, but I was making a point. Um, connecting with the audience. Oh, yeah. That's what's not nice about this is it's not only is it like beneficial, it's a nice way for us to connect and catch up and like explore some topics that help us be better humans, mm-hmm. excuse me, but it also helps me connect, you know, as I start to share more and um, release some content, I think it'll help people understand my perspective and, and help that relationship, which is something I'm looking forward to. And I've realized recently is something I value is the ability to be in a safe space to discuss uncomfortable, heavy topics. Mm-hmm. It's gosh, it's difficult. And I made a joke the other night to two of my buddies who happen to be white males. I'm like, you guys have it hard. I have it a little bit easier, but it's kind of hard to have an opinion on some maybe sensitive topics when I think opinions on sensitive topics is what leads to change. So it's, it becomes very difficult for, for people to navigate. And it's concerning for somebody who's, um, like, if we're not going to do change, stop talking about it. Like, that's kind of how I view things. It's like, okay, do you want to do that? No? Okay, well, let's not talk about it. You know, like, let's talk about the football game or, like, let's talk about our kids or whatever. Like, let's talk about the concerts. Sometimes you don't know what to even talk about when it's not about those types of things. Like, right. What, right. What, we, what, what can we talk about if it's not, like, the the upcoming concert or football game whatever right right what the the events going like how do I have conversations with people 
start yeah. about those things. That's something I've been thinking about lately, actually. Right, 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 right. And it, and it, I related to the um, just like the term community, right? Like, mm -hmm. where's my community? Because it's a big world. Like, even niche. Like, we could we can talk about like, I don't know, crickets. There's a community for it, right? There's people who love crickets because they're fascinating and they do this yeah. and the sound and the noises and their life expectancy and how they reproduce. Who knows? Yeah. But there's somebody out there who is an expert and has dedicated their life or, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and if you believe that to be truth, then it begs the question that I think you're talking about of community is like, how do I find those people? And, you know, tech has made it easy. You know, you say Discord and, yeah. and all those channels. Just, uh, I connect with a lot of ARMY. I'm a BTS fan. <laughs> um, and, like, I would not have found that without a Discord server with dedicated to that. Yeah. Because if you think about it, yeah, that's so true, Stephanie. And if you think about it, isn't that what all humans want? Community? Yes, 100%. Even business. Right. Like if you think about like the restaurants, like, no, you know, Sally could just talk to farmer Bob down the road and get the beef. And like, no, we created these communities and like these um, town centers to where there's a restaurant, there's a movie theater, there's a bowling alley. You can throw axes. There's an escape room. There's a nail place. Right. And I think it's something that humans just um, look forward to in a way. Right. Like they, they, they and it has to do, and you know, if, and, and if you dig into Maslow's um, hierarchy, you, you can talk about that and look at it from that lens. But it's just such an interesting topic of community that, that you brought up. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. A lot of interesting topics. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so maybe we stop recording soon. Um, we've explored a few few different areas. This has been really nice. I think we've gathered some good content. Um that'll help the podcast um, and just some of my sneak peek stuff. Anything you you want to talk about any of these topics in the future? Just let me know. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to say anything to anyone who wants to reach out to you? You said BTS and a few things. If somebody wants <laughs> some of your perspectives, it's okay if, if it's not. I mean, no worries, but. I, not right just, now. Yeah, yeah, all good. Well, if, um, if you want to reach out to me, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm uh, for now just going to manage things through Instagram just because I enjoy their interface and I've just been on it for a while. Um, thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, really appreciate the support. Um, look, looking forward to some of our guests that have already confirmed for season one. We have Dr. Robert Shorty, who's a senior director at Nike, a good friend of mine. Uh, we met, um, we were in the same PhD cohort at um, Benedictine University and he's just an incredible person with an incredible story so inspiring such a great great person um, can't wait to record that episode um, also linking up with a good childhood friend of mine Matthew Becker uh, Matt's a legend uh, can't wait to record that one he um, him and I grew up together playing baseball in North Fort Myers Florida he is currently a software engineer among a ton of other things that you wouldn't believe one person could do before 40. So can't, can't wait to talk about him and his startup pack motor. Um, and also confirming a few other, uh, really good interviews for, uh, the podcast. So again, 
thanks everyone for listening and for the support. Um, it's around the holiday time, so happy holidays, everyone. Uh, just a reminder to follow your dreams, stick up for yourself, and uh, spread some love. So take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Turn it back.